If you're doing e-commerce, um, I highly recommend WooCommerce. Honestly, it's like the only e-commerce plugin I actually recommend for WordPress. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain Where should you host your WordPress site? On a shared server, a VPS, or maybe on your own server? What WordPress themes are best in 2014? And what WordPress plugins are particularly useful at the moment? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Brandon Yanowski. Brandon, welcome to DMR. Thank you. Brandon is founder of MyWPExpert.com, a home of WordPress tutorials, advice and reviews designed to assist you along your online journey. So Brandon, why WordPress? Yeah, so um, I actually, I got into WordPress when I was starting one of my first companies. Um, I actually hadn't used it ever before that um, and kind of got stuck with it. And then, you know, I, I tried some of the other CMSs out there and just found that none of them were really like WordPress. There's just the amount of, um, you know, it's so popular. There's a lot of different plugins out there, a lot of different themes and support out there that you can't get on some of the other CMSs out there. Um, so, I mean, you can do basically anything you want with WordPress and uh, you, you can't find that with the other CMSs. So it doesn't look as if um, at any point in the future there's going to be a competitor that comes up and has the potential of replacing WordPress. Well, I mean, I'm sure at some point there will be. I mean, it's, it, you know, I'm sure someone will come along with something better, possibly at some point, but not an, anytime soon. Okay, um, and out of interest, um, what, what year was that that you encountered WordPress for the first time? So the first time I came across it was in 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was when I was still in college, and like I said, I had my first uh, my first business starting up. So I was, you know, before that I was I would just play with like you know iWeb, um, you know, one of the crappy softwares Apple gave you, um, and other than that, you know, just trying to do stuff on Weebly when you know they were first getting started i believe mm. um so you know it's stuff that you know it's just very basic we're uh website building stuff okay uh, so a, a business is trying to get started and um uh, wordpress for the first time they've decided that wordpress is the place to be um mm-hmm. in terms of hosting wh- where's the first step there you know it's it's a you know maybe small to medium-sized business, mm-hmm. um, where should a business consider hosting their website? Should it be on a, a shared server? Would, would that do? Or does it have to be on a VPS or maybe their own server? Yeah, so so what I, I recommend, um, the, the hosting I recommend the most is a managed WordPress hosting account. Um, and you can get those from companies like WP Engine or um, uh, like there's one called Flywheel. Um, and uh, another one is uh, Pressable. Um, what those basically do is, you know, they're, they're a little more expensive than what your normal shared hosting is, but they provide you with a lot more services that are catered directly towards WordPress. So, um, you know, in the pricing that's included, they give you, uh, daily backups. They do, um, security for you. They will help. They basically, when you, when you set your site up on there, they get, they get it to the maximum speed possible. So basically, you're spending a little bit more money, but it's a lot less hassle on your end. Um, usually, those run between, I think, starting between like $25 and $30 a month. Um, if that's a little too expensive for you, you can also go with just a basic shared hosting account. Um, and Bluehost and HostGator are, are perfect for that. And you can usually get those for between $4 and $10 a month. Um, 
But again, just you know, as a heads up, you usually won't get. You usually have to set up your own backup system. You have to set up your own caching, which is basically for making your site as fast as possible. All the stuff that basically would be included with the uh, the managed WordPress hosting, you have to set up yourself, which can get kind of complex for a beginner. So. Um, if pricing is not the big a deal, go with the managed WordPress hosting. If not, go with the shared hosting. Okay. And, and of course, speed's a big issue nowadays as well, because Google came out a couple of years ago and said that um, speed's part of their algorithm. Mm-hmm. And if, if your site loads in, in you know, 5, 10, 15 seconds compared with um, 2 or 3 seconds, um, mm-hmm. then that is going to put off a lot of people there as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and many businesses don't, don't even consider that at all. But um, um, it, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it, in terms of people leaving a site. Um, if they're just visiting it for the first time, they're not going to hang around for too long um, to wait for that website to load. Oh, yeah, and I think I, I read somewhere, I think the, the stat was like, I don't remember the exact number, but I think they found that if, if your website loaded, it took longer than two or three seconds to load, then you saw like a drop-off of people not wanting to wait around, which is a very short amount of time. Um, most websites I come across that are hosted on shared hosting, and they if they don't take care of any of the um, uh, the caching or any of that stuff, then usually the site takes like, you know, six to ten seconds to load, which is a lot a lot of time. So um, when you go with managed WordPress hosting, they usually help you lower that speed or lower the uh, the time it takes um, to load your site, and you can get closer to that two three second mark. Absolutely. Uh, There was a study done by Amazon quite a few years ago, um, and I think um, they figured that um, they lost about 10% of revenue for every second that it took um, for a website to load longer. So it can have a massive impact on the bottom line. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, so that's uh, in terms of where your site is hosted. Um, but obviously, one of the, the main decisions after that is, is what theme you should use. Um, I think I noticed um, that uh, you have Genesis on your site. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, I, I am a big fan of the, uh, of the Genesis framework from StudioPress. Um, I will say it's not the most um, beginner-friendly theme. I mean, it, it, I'll back that up. It is, a, it is a great theme for anyone, but if you're looking for doing customization without knowing any code, then it's not the best theme for you. Um, I, I do like a lot of themes on ThemeForest. Um, a lot of them on there have, you know, great customization options, but, um, but the thing is a lot of those themes, they, they have so much stuff on them that they are slow to load. And they're also, even though they're, they're great for users who don't know any coding, they can get really complex because they have so much stuff on them. So I like, I prefer using StudioPress for my own websites. One, because they're very lean and, you know, they load very fast. They're just very well coded. Um, and uh, they, you know, for me as knowing code, I'm able to go in there and customize it even further. But if you go on StudioPress and you look at all the different themes on there, and you're just not happy with the design of it, don't go with them because you're not going to be able to customize that unless you know how to do some coding. But of course, you can get um, child themes uh, with uh, Genesis. Well, yeah, they have they have the child themes, but uh, I mean, even if, if you don't, what I'm saying is, if you don't like one of those child themes, like mm. if you if you look at the design and you're like, I just don't really like the layout or the colors here, um, you're not going to have very many customization options to change that. Whereas with some of the themes you find on ThemeForest, you'll be able to you know, basically customize every single aspect of it without knowing a single line of code. Okay, so um, I guess there's pros and cons for each option. Right, right. So, I mean, for me, like if I'm building a very large website for a client or even for myself, 
Um, I'll go with uh, Studio Press and build it on Genesis, but I'm doing customization to the entire thing. Um, or, you know, like my, my website is actually built on one of the Genesis or one of the Studio Press child themes. Um, and I did very little customization to it. Um, it's basically just out of the box because I like the design. Um, but if you go with one of the ones on ThemeForest, just be prepared that it's going to be very complex to set up. Because again, like I said, there's so many options available that there's a lot of stuff you'll need to learn. Um, and it can get overwhelming. And on top of that, the site will load a little bit slower, I found, on some of those more complex themes. Just because there's so much stuff involved in them. Yes, no, that, that, and that needs to be part of the decision-making process as well. Mm-hmm. And um, too many businesses... Um, like the look of a website and we'll make a decision based on that but um there should be many other parts of the decision making process correct yeah um i've I've actually used um genesis myself on on digital marketing radio.com and um uh, the site loads in something like one and a half seconds, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy with. And you know I'm just using a, a VPN. Um, it's about twenty dollars a month or so. So it's it's not a massive investment, but I think it's important to pay that bit more to to, to get that specialist server and um, uh, a server that um, doesn't have lots of other websites um, on it as well that that could could slow your site down potentially, like a shared host. Yeah, and, and I, I agree. I mean, when you are when you're ready and you have a like a larger site, yeah, VPS is usually where you want to go. Um, but if you're if you're just starting out, it can you know if you go to a VPS right away, it can get very complex. You need to have some knowledge of servers in order to use it. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you're starting out, I, w- I wouldn't recommend a VPS. But as your site grows, um, then you can start looking at VPSs. Okay. And um, so that's um, setting your site up, you know, getting the right hosting, getting the right theme to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. But another part of the process is plugins. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, little software programs that um, you can add uh, functionality to um, whatever um, happens on your website. Um, so what would you say are the core plugins that you absolutely need to have to begin with? And maybe a, a couple of nice to haves as well? Yeah. Um, so I, I will say before, before I say it, I will say that um, when I'm, the plugins I'm about to say, I usually, I usually tell anybody building any website to use these plugins. However, um, you know, there's obviously there's going to be like exceptions out there, obviously, for why you don't need to use these plugins. Um, but for the most part, these are the plugins I always recommend. So the first one is uh, WordPress SEO by Yoast. Hmm. Um, it's basically just a, an SEO plugin that lets you add title tags and meta descriptions. And there's a few other more advanced options you have as well. Um, so, you know, you can optimize your on-page SEO. Um, I also like, um, I mean, some type of backup plugin. So uh, if you're looking for a free plugin, BackWPUp is definitely one to go with. If you can um, afford $5 a month, VaultPress is also really good. And it's actually made by the same people who make WordPress. Um, you also definitely need a security plugin. So um, one that I like is... Uh, um, is uh well if you're gonna go with a paid option I like Securi. Um, they basically do monitoring and malware removal. So if you ever get hacked, they can remove the uh, the malware for you. Um, and they like I said they'll monitor it. Um, if you want to go with a free option, and I actually sometimes use both of these together, iTheme Security. Um, now that's, that's a really good one as well. Um, it basically does a bunch of stuff to make your website almost impenetrable. Um, and then you need some type of caching plugin. 
So W3 Total Cache is pretty good. Um, that one just basically helps speed up your website. Um, and again, if you're gonna, most of these plugins that I'm talking about, if you go with like a managed WordPress hosting account, they include things that do the same thing, so you don't even have to worry about these plugins. Otherwise, you know, definitely go with them. Um, and then, you know, there's some other plugins that if you're doing, you know, depending on what type of stuff you're doing on your site, if you're doing e-commerce, um, I highly recommend WooCommerce. Honestly, it's like the only e-commerce plugin I actually recommend for WordPress. Um, if you're doing any type of contact form or order forms or um, lead generation forms, I really like Gravity Forms. That one's a paid, paid plugin as well, but it's really, really good. It also integrates with a lot of different software out there. Um, and then if you're doing some type of marketing, um, you know, if, you, if you're building uh, some form of um, membership website, then Optimized Press is probably the best way to go. Uh, it does not only does it have the membership uh, software, but it also does your um, all your marketing pages. So you can have landing pages and squeeze pages, and it's pretty easy to build with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's some of the main plugins that I really like. Um, that's, that's certainly a big selection for people to be uh, getting on and having a look at to begin with. Uh, oh, you, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned WooCommerce there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, WordPress obviously wasn't really built from the base up um, to be a, a proper e-commerce site. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think we, WooCommerce can actually handle uh, many SKUs, many different products? Um, oh, yeah. Or- I mean, they basically, so I, one of my businesses was actually an e-commerce website. And this was before they made um, WooCommerce. So at the time, I was looking for, you know, I tried all the different um, e-commerce options out there. You know, I used um, Shopify. Uh, I used, I think it's called Big Commerce. Yeah. So all these, like, um, standalone e-commerce softwares. Um, honestly, they were not only expensive. I mean, well, not, they weren't expensive, but you had to pay monthly for it. And they had very, very, very little customization options. And there's always stuff I found wrong with it. Um, and then WooCommerce came out, and I at this time I didn't have my e-commerce website anymore, but I started using WooCommerce for clients. And honestly, the stuff you can do with WooCommerce is just amazing. Like you can do, and it, again, it's kind of like with WordPress, anything you can think of, there's probably an extension out there. So the way that like WordPress is made, you have the main software of WordPress, and then you have all these people making plugins that add the functionality to it. Um, WooCommerce is kind of built the same way, where you have WooCommerce, the main software. And then all these extensions made by the company that makes WooCommerce, plus all these extensions made by third parties. So they add, you know, just, they keep building more and more things. So WooCommerce keeps getting bigger and bigger. So you can do, like I said, almost anything you want with, with it. So I've built for, um, you know, big clients that have big e-commerce websites. They're all built on WooCommerce. Wow. So WooCommerce could quite easily handle tens of thousands of products if necessary. Oh, yeah, very easily. Wow. Okay, um, that's quite interesting actually because I was talking to someone a couple of years ago and um, that was probably before WooCommerce came out and um, they were basically saying, well, WordPress um, can't really handle um, that many products and it's not really meant to be an e-commerce site. But um, Yeah, yeah, Woo- and they, they were probably using some of the older e-commerce plugins for WordPress sucked. I mean, like, they're still out there and I've used them on many client websites and they're just difficult to use. They're buggy. You know, there's so many things that are wrong with them. Um so again, yeah, up until WooCommerce, I probably wouldn't have recommended WordPress for e-commerce. Now I definitely would. 
Okay, uh, so is there any circumstance that you can see where WordPress isn't an appropriate CMS or for just about every client that, that you see, WordPress would, would be the one to use? Yeah, I mean, unless you are unless you have someone building a very um, specific website, like, for instance, let's just say, I'm trying to think of something we could use. Um, let's say someone's building, trying to build, like, the next Twitter, for instance. Right, yeah. Um, you know, you obviously wouldn't want to use WordPress for that. You'd want to build, you're probably going to have to build, like, a custom um, you know, online application for that. Um, sometimes, you know, basically there are times where maybe you're building just a very, very, very simple website where you'd rather use, you know, custom HTML and CSS. I mean, you can still do it with WordPress, but sometimes people prefer not to. Um, I honestly always like to use WordPress because every one of my clients that wants a simple website at some point or another wants to add or customize things later on. And WordPress is just a great, platform for them to be able to do that because otherwise you have, if you're doing it just straight out of html they're going to have to go into the html code to change anything um so i mean yeah for the most part you can use wordpress for anything it's just primarily for those really custom application jobs or also like someone's building a um like i had one client once who built a uh, like a whole back end for their uh like they built their own custom um uh uh customer relationship management software and it needed to tie in with the website and in that case WordPress didn't really work very well for them um, you know because because they had that whole back end um, so in those cases it might not work for you to use WordPress but for the most part you can use WordPress okay well that's a great overview of, of WordPress in general um, and what are the best options for getting it set up but but let's get a feel for your thoughts on what's happening in digital marketing today um, mm-hmm. so starting off with software I couldn't live without. Now, try not to say maybe WordPress or because you've said uh, lots of software examples here, but um, what um, other piece of software are you currently using in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? Yeah, so one of the softwares I like the most is um, FreshBooks. Mm. And that's what I use for doing invoicing. And the main reason I like it is just it's, you know, it, it's super easy to use. Um, Basically, I can go in there, add a new customer, and write in what the invoice is, and send it to them. And then they can either pay, um, you know, by sending a check, or they can pay um, through PayPal, or I can also set it up through other payment processors. Um, but it's great because it keeps track of all my payments there. You know, if they pay through PayPal, it automatically marks that they've paid. Um, you know, it's just it's super easy to use. Um, I, I there was a time before where I didn't use it, and I just lost track of. Know who paid what? It was very hard to keep track of all that. Yeah, this makes it way easier. Um, and then the other software I use the most probably is um, Time Trade. And I think you know when we set up this meeting, you you probably use that for me. Um, basically, it's just a way that it, it's software that ties in with my calendar. So if someone wants to schedule, like most of my business is scheduled through appointments. Right. So if what it does is if someone comes on, like I can send them a link and they can go on there and it basically says here's where. Here, where is is where Brandon's available? They can then select, you know, okay, I want to schedule time here. Um, it then sends them an email saying, hey, you're you're scheduled for this time, and then it also adds it to my calendar and um, blocks out that time so that no one else can schedule at the same time. And it's great, especially if you're doing like an online business where you you have to meet with people, because what it used to happen before is like someone would email me saying, hey, what times are you available? And I would email them back and say, oh, I'm available these times. And the mm-hmm. next day they would reply and say. Well, I want to schedule for you at this time. 
And then I would reply back saying, hey, someone already scheduled that time. What about any other times? And you, know, you basically go on for like three days trying to schedule something when you know, the software makes it super easy. I know. No, I, I do exactly the same thing. I mean, I interview at least five people a week, and um, I actually use the uh, piece of software ScheduleOnce.com, mm-hmm. but by the sound of it, it does exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason, the reason I, I mean, I've, I've tried a couple different ones. Um, for my business in particular, Time Trade worked the best just, you know, with my whole setup. Um, there, there are a bunch of them out there. And like I said, yeah, like you said, they're all basically the same. It's just that some of them have different integrations or different um, you know, softwares they work best with or uh, have different options. Like, for instance, there was one that I found. Um, it, everything was great on it. But the only thing I didn't like was that um, it only let the it, it only let people view in one time zone. So, like, if yeah. someone on the East Coast came on my on the calendar and they were looking at the times, they'd all be in Pacific time, which I was worried would be too confusing because I work with people all over the world. Yeah. Um, this one, though, like, when the person goes on there, they can select their time zone. And then it views, they can view all the times and dates in their time zone, which is way easier for them. No, oh, definitely, definitely. That's 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 really important for me, for me as well. Um, so let's move on to. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What mm-hmm. didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Um, I probably say the the thing I wish I had done differently was um. I mean, it's kind of a big topic, but actually like planned out what I was doing and actually learned what I needed to do. Um, so, you know, the very first business I had was a, uh, it was a clothing company that I was trying to sell online and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I kind of wish I had learned more marketing at that time. Um, cause I had basically the extent of my marketing included going to, um, you know, other people's websites and basically leaving comments on their blogs. Cause that's all I thought would, I, I knew how to do. <laughs> um, you know, at the time, I wish I knew how to do advertising. I wish I had learned um, SEO. Um, you know, I just at the time I didn't really think I needed to know that stuff. But yeah, I mean, looking back, I wish I had known that and, and applied that to the business. The thing is, you can just you can be never perfect at everything, and um, if if you hang fire too much, then perhaps the opportunity might change, or um, your willingness to give it a go might change as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so moving on to. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get going. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Uh, video. Affiliates or display advertising? Uh, affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? Um, I could go either way on that one. <laughs> email contact form or telephone number? Um, email contact form. Website or app? Um, website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. Local marketing or global marketing? Uh, depends on the business, I would say. <laughs> oh... You're on the fence twice there, so uh, <laughs> let's just go straight on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Um, I would most likely spend it on advertising. Um, so, I mean, I'm, this is for, you know, this would be like if I'm starting up a new business, correct? Yes. 
Yeah. So I would sp- I would spend it on advertising. Um, you know, measure its success by, you know, I, I would take some of that money and probably get something like lead pages to build landing pages. Okay. Um, and it would just basically be measuring that conversion rate. And the cool thing is in lead pages, you can get some basic analytics there, or I would install some other type of analytics software on, on, on it as well. But, um, yeah, spend money on advertising, um, depending on what the business is, um, it either be paid search or, um, social ads or display ads. And just basically test out different landing pages and see what, um, what works best. Okay. So, um, Either social ads or, or, or paid search ads. Um, have you experimented with, with Facebook ads or Twitter ads before at all? I haven't done Twitter ads yet, but I've done Facebook ads a lot. Um, I mean, the thing is with, with social ads is it really takes a lot of testing and, you know, it'll, you have to fail a lot with it mm. in order to really find success. Because it's, you know, the, the way I kind of talk about it is, you know, with paid search, um, you are targeting someone for exactly what they're looking for. Mm. So, you know, well, un- until recently, uh, Google have just taken away the exact keyword ma- match, which might be a bit. Well, frustrating. I mean, but, but, but I mean, more in the sense of you know, you have someone who's like, if I'm looking for WordPress help, for instance, yeah, and I go and paid search and I type in WordPress help, I'm looking exactly for WordPress help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that sense, like if I put an ad up on paid search, um. I know the people who are going to potentially see it are looking for exactly what I have to offer. Um, when I'm advertising on like Facebook or Twitter, it's based more around interest and demographic. So, um, you know, a lot of people who view it aren't going to necessarily be interested in what I have to offer, or they might be interested but not necessarily looking for that thing at that particular time. So it changes the complete dynamics of what you're looking of what you're you're trying to do. Um, and the next step down would be like display ads where you're targeting based on um, more on, uh, again, more on demographic, more on interest, but it's, you're kind of picking out websites you want to be on and you really have no idea who could be on that website. I mean, you, ha- you have some educated guesses based on research you can do on that website, but you're not nearly as defined as you'd be on Facebook or Twitter with what you're um, targeting. Um, so, I mean, again, it completely changes up the whole system again. You know, you have to change the way you're, you're creating your ads and change the landing pages that you have. Um, so, I mean, for me, I've had on certain businesses, I've had the most success on paid search. Um, that being said, it's super expensive because it's so effective. Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, I've had success depending on what business it was. You know, like on my WordPress help business, it didn't really work very well. But on other businesses, I had success with it. And then display ads, um, I haven't dabbled too much in display ads. Just, I mean, I've, I've run ads for them, but, um, you know, I haven't had success with it just because it's a completely different monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Itself. I mean, yeah. I guess most businesses start off with um, pay-per-click because, as you say, you know, it's so highly targeted. And once you can demonstrate that at least you can convert visitors to, to whatever you want them to do, um, then you can afford to start to to broaden out there and hopefully maybe cheapen the source of traffic a little bit. But um, Yeah, I mean, the only, thing, the only thing I'll say is, is if, if you are a local business, you might have more su- success on Facebook than you would on paid search. It, again, it depends, but... The cool thing with like Facebook is that you can target um, 
like let's say okay for instance let's say you are an, a uh, car ma- or a car dealership in a local area you can target on facebook for people who are looking for a car and um, live in a certain area so that's perfect for your business um you can do the same thing on paid search but the paid search is going to be super expensive um you know, same thing. If if you if you're a plumber, you could target people in a local area who own a house. Um, so, I mean, in certain ways, Facebook might be a little better for you, but it really depends on what type of business you have and what services you're offering. That will determine which one's better. My number one takeaway. Well, Brandon, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Um. <laughs> I would actually say that the, the one thing I would say is um, that you just go and do something. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. I'm sure people who are listening um, are going to want to implement some of it. But I would say, you know, don't, you know, you might, you, like, if, as soon as you're done listening to this, go and implement one of these things. Um, it, it really, like, action for me is one of the biggest steps forward. I mean, I, I know for me, there's been businesses where I've waited and, like try to plan things out and end up doing nothing or things change and all that planning went to nowhere. Um, so what I always recommend is, you know, doing like a very quick plan and then just going and take action on it and then measuring it after that. And when you do that, I find you have more success. So again, the one takeaway, go and do something that we talked about today. Maybe it's trying out one of the themes we talked about or trying out some of the plugins or you know, just implementing some of the different ads that we talked about. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus, and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Oh, yeah. So the best way would be to go to my website, mywpexpert.com. Um, and uh, that's I'm not, a, I'm not big on social media. Um, so if you want to get in contact with me, um, if you go there and fill out my contact form, that'd probably be the best way. Um, and then, yeah, we can, uh, you know, if you, you can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook. But again, I, I primarily just post my articles there. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to get in contact with me, the best way would be through my website. Great, Brandon. Okay. Thanks again. And no problem. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing